G'day, I'm Derek Hanna. And I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to the One Thing Podcast. Podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centred ministry every week. Scott? That was a little bit disconcerting. I normally say g'day and it was a bit strange to hear you say g'day. Yeah, it's upside down world today. Upside upside down world. How are you feeling about today's podcast? I'm excited. Uh, I don't often get excited, but I've come across a few things recently on how to do meetings a lot better. Yeah. And I feel like... Today's episode is going to be really helpful in uh, unpacking some of those things further. Well, you've just given away what we're doing. Oh, so. sorry. I yeah, shouldn't have okay, done that. Okay, we should shut it down. No, look, the one thing's uh, brought to you thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planting Network, and you have pressed play on episode 15. And that is, Scott, getting your meeting rhythms down. It doesn't look, to be honest, this is one of those topics that doesn't sound that exciting. But we, you know, when you've been in a good meeting, you you come out feeling energised by it. There's a look. Mark Hadley, who's our producer, has put a quote in here, and I need to say that because here is a, a, quote, a quote. This is a quote about meetings. A meeting is an is an event where minutes are taken and hours are wasted. That's a great quote. Here's why I need to tell you it was Mark because it's from James T. Kirk. So I just need to qualify that. He's written that book on getting things done, hasn't he? Getting things done, that's right. Getting things done in the universe. (laughs) Ah, look, sure, it's a joke. But the point is, uh, most people understand uh, badly run meetings do not help your ministry. They don't help your mental health, to be honest, either. Uh, They do positive damage to it. Uh, But hate them or love them, uh, they are crucial. Uh, They're a crucial way of of how you lead, uh, how your team uh, feels about what you're doing. Uh, these meetings have to be organised and your teams have to be organised and meetings are a key part of helping people understand what they're doing and how it ties to the bigger vision of your church. Uh, so uh, either unless you want to do everything yourself or you just want to kind of drive people into the ground with meetings, you need to work out how to do them well. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So Scott, where are we at? Well, today I, I do want us to unpack uh, the rhythms of ministry. So I want us to sort of delve into what are the, the regular weekly, monthly and quarterly, yearly meetings that you need to have uh, as, a, as a church planner, as a ministry leader? And then what are some of the things that can actually uh, you can actually do as you lead meetings to actually make them better? Yeah, okay. Um, uh, look, to be honest, most of us, in fact, we've got one person on uh, the GMS staff team who absolutely loathes meetings. He loathes coming to meetings and he can't wait to get out of them. Um, but, you know, Steve Jobs pushed the other way into it and he said he had more meetings. Uh, and that was partly in order to lead and cast vision through that. Can you tell us, what is the worst meeting you have ever sat through? I think the worst meeting I've ever sat through. Don't name names here. Yeah, that's the thing. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to, uh, to name experience. It is it, the worst meetings you sit through are ones that have no purpose. Uh, they have no agenda. They have no end time frame, uh, and they seemingly have no outcome either. So there's no action or steps. So, mm-hmm. so rather than say the worst meeting, uh, let me just add the sort of four things that you don't want to have in a meeting. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I think, that we, of the ones you've mentioned there, I've been in meetings where they had a very clear agenda, uh, but the, there's been not connected in any way to the, to the purpose for me. And so can, you'd lose one of those things and you, uh, yeah. And, I, and I, think that's, I think that's part of why some people loathe them. They actually don't understand the purpose. So uh, they're wanting to 
you know, have a completely different agenda or a completely different purpose. And so they're just getting frustrated more and more. So, you know, as a, as a meeting leader, as a meeting convener, actually explaining, here's what we're going to try and do mm. um, today. I think it's, it's a key critical first step with your meetings. Yep. Uh, and so, because you've, as you've run teams and if you've, as you've seen churches run uh, their ministries well, what are the, when you talk about regular meetings, you know, monthly, weekly, yearly, how do you think about uh, those meetings and why do you structure them in those ways? Uh, so, so you want to have a weekly. I, I think in a in a church and, and even in a ministry team, you want to have uh, you know two two regular weekly meetings. Uh, one will be a, a touch base. Let's see how see how things are going. It's an opportunity for people to uh, talk about the things they're working on. Um, it's offered opportunity to give thanks to God for for what, what's happening and also to uh, bring before the team and before God. Uh, areas of concern, so it's it's really a rela- you know key part of it is relational, mm-hmm. uh, but from a team perspective, you're actually you're actually trying to create those opportunities for for collaboration and uh, and for effort. Mm-hmm. Um, in that meeting as well, often that that'll be an occasion for you to put on the agenda items things where you actually need more than you know more than one staff person or for people to work across teams. So that's I guess the first weekly rhythm that I'd have an opportunity for you to actually touch base and check in. How long would you take? For those, what would you allocate for a week? Well, I, I, I'm being more and more uh, inclined to allocate sort of 45 minutes, knowing that there'll be some fat, but to to, to allocate uh, 45 minutes. But really, you've got to work out. Uh, you know, it's 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 really to do with the size of your team um, and where they, where you're at in the cycle of uh, of a year. Because often you might actually need to take more time if there's mm. a, uh, a pressing ministry concern or, or something that actually needs to go into uh, to greater detail. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So you've got the weekly meeting. Uh, monthly meeting, you have them, or do you? When well, you... I talked about another meeting in the week. You want to have a, a meeting that's you know to do with sort of business and 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 getting things done. Mm. Uh, so so with a church, each week you've obviously got the Sunday gathering uh, that needs to needs to be organised and needs to happen. And so uh, you need to have a regular week that looks back at last week, looks forward to the next week, uh, and and in that same meeting. Uh, pitches that week in the midst of the month, the series, mm. um, the term. Uh, so have have that relational, devotional, let's open the Bible together meeting um, in the first part of the week, in the second part of the week, have the get things done meeting. Mm. Um, so again, people have a clear understanding of the purpose and for the, for the relationally minded people, yeah, you've got a meeting for them, uh, for the feelers. So that's that's not me. I'm an ENTJ. I need feelers in my team who say how are other people feeling. For the for the for the feel for the non feelers who just want to get things done, mm. you've got that business meeting, and, and they will they will love that meeting. Yep, yep. I'm one of the uh, the feelers. I'm all the feels. So uh, when you do, you have to open the Bible at these meetings. I know that seems like a Dorothy Dix question. I know, kind of. Of course, you have to open the Bible, but it feels like often I've been in meetings where you feel. Obligated. You've led me to feel. Oh, I feel obligated to do that. Um, but I have been convicted in the last few years that actually it's an important thing to do. You know, you do. I know you do it in your meetings. Every our meetings every week. Why is it you do that? Well, I got a tip from a a wiser, older uh, ministry leader. Often, as a leader, uh, you don't want to distance yourself from your from your team, uh, but you also don't want to. You have to you have to be their employee. You have to be their boss. You have to get things done. How do you give your staff team opportunities to actually get to know your heart mm. and where you're at without actually creating 
um, codependent yeah, relationships. codependent relationships or unhelpful relationships. Yeah. And so often, I, I find a devotion is really helpful for people to capture my heart mm. without me sitting, you know, sitting down and having the one-to-one conversation where I pour my heart out with a with a staff member. Yeah, uh, because I think as a leader, you can be doing that with with, with some of your staff team, but mm. uh, but it's not helpful with all of your staff team. And so I find the devotion is a great opportunity for you actually to to share your heart as you open up God's word and uh, you know in a way that's uh, uh, you know, easy to easy to really capture where you're at mm. in the week. Yeah, good. All right, look, we uh, we're just going to come back to the uh, other types of meetings in just a moment, uh, but let's crack open the one thing toolbox. Scott, what have you got for us today? Well, uh, I'm not a huge reader. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, but Death by Meetings by Patrick Lencioni is a cracker book. Seems to be um, the classic one people go to as well, isn't it? Yeah. So worthwhile reading or. Uh, I would say worthwhile getting a summary and reading that. Uh, I, I find one of the big things about meetings that actually make, means they don't function well uh, is that people actually don't take simple minutes and they don't take action items. Mm. So actually, Microsoft Word or even just notes is an amazing tool. Microsoft Word, can you, is that, can you get that online? <laughs> you can get that, get, even get it open source <laughs> free. But actually having someone take and capture notes, they can mm. use their email even. But someone who can record what was said and just key points, but then capture the action points mm. and get that out, you know, quickly uh, to the whole team and say, in that meeting we decided this, or in that meeting we decided this, and you said you're going to get this done. Mm. Letting people know that straight away, I think, makes for an effective meeting. Uh, so capture it somehow, use some device, but also make you know share it readily with the team. Mm. Um, the third resource, just a, a little. Uh, a little uh, blog that I uh, had from TomRainer.com on the seven habits of a highly effective church staff meetings. We'll link that in the show notes. That's just a helpful resource just to have a think about uh, some of the things that we've been talking about today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, it, as part of um, making meetings, not just helpful in, in uh, the, the moment you're meeting, but for future meetings where you can reflect back, having a record of what you spoke about and what you actually agreed upon is absolutely crucial. Um, all right, now back to the practical art of running the sort of meetings that don't make people think about updating their LinkedIn page. Do you have a LinkedIn profile? Uh, I do, but I don't check it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, just checking. Yeah, that's all right. You haven't friended me on that. That's all. Uh, just asking. You. All right, back to the meeting. So we spoke about weekly. So you want to get business done, and you want to care for your team through that as well. Um, what other kind of meetings throughout the year are you thinking about, and why? Well, I think you want to have a, a monthly a monthly meeting where you're actually looking at the, the goals you've set for the year, uh, an opportunity to sort of take stock how we how we're going against what we said we would do, mm. um, so you can make shifts in the overall strategic plan that you've made. Now, um, that might be on a, a termly basis for a church. Uh, for us at Geneva Push, we do that every quarter. Um, I find, you know, three months is a, is a good space of time to mm. actually. Uh, be able to make you know small shifts in your strategic plan, but also to have enough data to be able to look back and go, hey, how are we how are we going? Mm-hmm. I generally find that's helpful to have a, a full day meeting. Uh, that also gives you the opportunity to press into uh, you know bigger, larger issues. And if you're in a church, uh, to I guess identify an aspect of the ministry that you might spend a little bit more time on during that day, uh, so that you can actually have the time to you know work on it or or change it or, or refocus it. Mm-hmm. You just can't do that in a in a week to week. Um, team meeting space. Um, the other, uh, the other thing that you want in your, I guess, in your planning cycle is we've well, got those two key, two key times of the year. Uh, I guess one in the middle of the year in June, uh, where you want to think about 
the whole of next year. So that's 18 months ahead of time. Mm -hmm. That can often be an offsite, uh, you know, staff planning meeting. And again, I think it's 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 really helpful to go offsite, take your people away, uh, have lots of space for for coffees, for lunch, uh, for I guess white space mm. where you can be creative, but also have time just to to build those um, those bonds that you have amongst the team. So do that in June so that you're actually looking forward 18 months, mm. but also do that in June so that when you prepare your budget, which should be happening in sort of September October, you're actually looking at your budget not just by adding 10 percent. Uh, to every figure, but actually thinking, okay, we've got a strategic plan here with some objectives. These things are going to cost. We're going to have to make some shifts. How does that then inform my budget so that my budget can be a really helpful tool uh, to not only set vision, yep. um, but also to keep me accountable to my actions? Mm -hmm. So that would be the big monthly, uh, big quarterly, yearly meetings that would take place. I, I think the other meeting that I've just been uh, been putting on uh, recently in my in my uh, in my calendar is a, a meeting with myself. So I know that sounds a little bit strange. No, nothing weird about that at all, mate. No, <laughs> perfectly normal. But a weekly reflection time. Yep. So half an hour each week at the end of the week, uh, just to look back over the week and, and, and see, okay, what did I set out, out to achieve? Mm. Um, what didn't I achieve? What do I need to think about for next week? Um, have I been actually you know, doing the things that I said that I'd be focusing on mm. uh, and achieving. The, the, other, the other sort of, again, meeting with yourself is that, that I put into my calendar is on a Sunday night, mm. and that's just me looking ahead, getting ready for the next week. Yep. That allows me to sleep. Uh, that allows me to uh, you know, be in front of things. Mm. Because again, when you are working with a team, you're actually not working with yourself. You're working with other people. Yep. And so other people I find need to be communicated with, mm. and they need to have time mm. in, in order to, to respond. So I find those two meetings... Uh, they're really important for me as I set up my week mm. and as I as I manage myself, mm. uh, a weekly reflection and also a weekly look forward. Um, just quickly, do you always run – do you feel like obviously the meeting with yourself, you have to run that meeting, but the meeting with other people, do you feel like you need to run that meeting? <clears throat> I think it's good to give your team the opportunity to run meetings mm. um, sometimes. Uh, as I think, I think it's a skill that needs to be learnt you know, by everyone. Uh, there's a deficiency in following an agenda and keeping to time and making sure, you know, people are kept accountable for their actions. So I think it's helpful to let others do that. Mm. Uh, I think there are some meetings that you as a leader have to have to own and run. Mm. Um, and that that's because you're trying to set vision, you're trying to set direction. Yep. You just can't hand over that sort of stuff. Yep. And so uh, if you're not good at keeping to agenda, well, you actually need to grow up in that skill and, and learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, and so, so I would say... Work out, work out some of those meetings where, you know, work out that meeting where you, you need to. I think it's it's helpful sometimes though, to hand off, um, say, elder meetings or parish council meetings to to other people in the staff team. Again, not all the time, uh, but for some po you know some period of time during the course of the year, so that you can actually, you know, take a break to uh, to sit back and to to look look into how the meeting's operating. Yeah. Um, you know how the energy is engaging because as you are trying to work through agenda, sometimes you know it's it's harder to focus on those sort of meeting dynamics that play out. Yep. And look, the reality is you're going to have to have meetings. You've just got to work out how to do them well. You have to put time into it. It's a skill. Um, all right, that brings us to the end of the show. Scott, give us your one thing. Well, I think meetings have to start on time and finish on time. I think one of the the big reasons for not doing meetings well is that they go over time. They 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 don't follow a set agenda. Uh, and so organise your meetings so they have a start and a finish time and keep to them. 
that helps you also to be you know deliberate and say we didn't get a chance to discuss that but we're going to do that next time uh, so you can either organize another meeting outside of that meeting um, but again affirm to everyone that meetings start on this time and uh, and they finish on this time you'll have a lot more uh, uh, efficiency in the in the meeting time great if you got one thing you uh, want us to tackle on the one thing then uh, we want to know what it is have it, head over to Geneva push Facebook page and post your suggestion there maybe there'll be a bunch of people who want to know the same thing so Put it on there, and uh, and we'll get busy finding uh, finding you the answer. Uh, the Geneva Push Facebook page, um, or you can go to genevapush.com forward slash the one thing and find the link there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Coming up in our next episode, job descriptions. <laughs> Do your staff have them? Again, this is one of those absolutely crucial things that you've got to have. If they don't, no one probably knows what they're doing or you might think they do and they don't. Uh, that's what we're looking at next. Scott? Well, it, as you say, it's essential to the health of your ministry. And next week we're going to be tackling the one thing you need to know if you're going to write a decent one. Mm. Well, till next time, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. Chat soon.